Thank you for choosing the podcast of East Haven Baptist Church in Brookhaven, Mississippi. For more information on the ministries of East Haven and to access videos and sermon notes from our services, visit www.easthaven.net. Amen. Thank you, Robert Frey's team, for leading us in worship. Most people are aware that after the pandemic, COVID-19, it hurt church attendance. Now, I've talked to enough people that uh, I know that it affected our attendance here at East Haven. And I want you to know that you're not the only church. It happened to churches all over our convention. Happened in Mississippi, happened in Florida, happened in Texas, happened in all these great states that we have in the U.S. And otherwise, it, it hurt church attendance. And a lot of churches, including ourselves, we continue to try to reach the same number that we were having, church involvement, church membership as before, and it's taken some time. So there's been, a, there's been a study, a recent study, that's been done that I want to share with you as we get started this morning on our hot topics for a hot summer. Four reasons people haven't come back to church. Because though many of you have come back, there are still some empty chairs in here. And there's still some empty chairs in churches all over the convention and other denominations as well since the pandemic. So this particular study said these are four reasons people haven't come back. Number one is because it says COVID-19, meaning despite the Centers of Disease Control ending the public health emergency declaration surrounding COVID-19 on May 11, 2023, and most individuals already returned to their routine lives, some previous churchgoers say they're still concerned. 51% say they worry about COVID-19, that it is a reason. Pew also asked the study, those who regularly watch religious services online or on TV about their reasoning, half, 50%, say it's safer. Quote, I can watch services without worrying about catching or spreading COVID-19 or other illnesses, end of quote. Number two, comfort. Some previous churchgoers are more comfortable watching from home. Around 3 in 10, 31% say their preferences for watching religious services online exist because it's more comfortable. Among those who regularly watch religious services, convenience is the top reason. Almost 3 in 4, or 74%, say at least part of why they watch online or on TV is the fact that it's convenient with 43% saying it's a major reason. I mean, why not just drink your coffee and eat your Pop-Tart and be in your, your onesie or your PJs? Comfort. Here's the third reason. Challenges. Here's what it says. More than 3 in 10 U.S. adults, 32%, who watch religious services say they do so because they have an illness or disability that prevents them from attending in person with 16% saying that is a major reason. And number four, 
it lists changes. As people stopped attending during the pandemic, many simply found no reason to return. Among those who now attend less often, half, 49%, say a reason for this change is they found other ways to pursue their spiritual interests. For more than two in five, 41%, they realized they actually didn't miss going to church when they stopped attending because of shutdowns. That's kind of sad because we should be, as the church of Jesus Christ, a place that people don't want to miss. They want to come and be with their church family for a number of different reasons. Some of those reasons we'll cover this morning. So because I wasn't with you I started imagining some of our folks at home hanging out on the couch watching the church services online. And I envisioned some of our men in a onesie. I did. I have to tell you, one of the first people I thought of was our chairman of deacons, Mr. Scott Smith. I mean, can't you just see him? Now, I'm not saying he was in a onesie. He Possibly was, probably was. But anyway, I'm thinking, man, wouldn't that be a sight? And then I started thinking some other men. I'm not going to call everybody out, but I, I will tell you where I landed. I landed on one of our staff members, Brother Phil. <laughs> I thought, now I can just see Brother Phil in a onesie during that season in our church. Can't y'all? Yeah, I thought you could. And, and I thought, you know... As you were told last week, in two weeks from today, the last Sunday of this month, we're going to recognize Brother Phil for being a minister here for 35 years. That's a long time. We should recognize him. And some of you are already thinking about, what unique gift can I get for this unique minister at our church? And so I thought I would get a head start. So in this bag here, I have an adult peacock onesie, especially for Brother Phil. Brother Phil, would you be so kind as to come and accept this wonderful gift from your pastor? And just know, I brought home some time ago a bag from the 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 uh, the bookstore of the Billy Graham Cove. So this is probably anointed because it's been in this bag. Just remember, Christmas is coming. <laughs> Christmas is coming. Christmas, he says, is coming. I don't know what that means. But I'm just telling you, some of you may have thought, you know, what am I going to get him? Don't get him a onesie. If you do, give it to Scott. I'm sure he'll accept it. And if you need some other ideas, I'll let you know. So, back to the message. This is the hot topic for today. Hot topics for a hot summer. Taking notes, back of your worship guide, here's the title. Watching in my onesie or attending with my family. Now, here's what I want you to know. It's not either or, it's both and with a clear understanding of what I'm talking about, especially on point number one. 
The first thing we want to consider this morning is why watching online can be good or when it's understood or can be a blessing. In other words, we didn't shut down Facebook Live after COVID-19. And our church in Florida, and I'm not sure, I can't remember if y'all started it during COVID. We started it, had been looking at doing that, but realized we've got to do that. And a number of churches did that, and we didn't shut it down just like you. So why might it be good? Here's some reasons. A new believer who legitimately cannot find fellowship in a Muslim community, for example. Now, think about it. For some of us, that's foreign. But in the entire world, it's not foreign. It could be in a Muslim community. Someone comes to Christ, and it may take a while to literally or physically be involved in a church. So, they get a part of that online. Here's another reason it could be fine and understood. A homebound member that has legitimate reasons for not attending and they exist folks just like I'm sure East Haven did back in the day and I've done in other churches you remember the tape ministry the little cassette tapes and those that were homebound the deacons might deliver them those cassette tapes or those VHS so they could kind of see what was going on that is a genuine and real reason to have this type of ministry, Facebook Live. What's another reason? A person experiencing health issues for a, for a season that prohibits them gathering. That's another legitimate reason and understandable. And that happens from time to time. I'll mention one more. A person is on vacation or must be out of town occasionally on business. Especially, side note, during the summer months. It is reality. It happens here in Brookhaven. It happens in St. Pete, Florida. It happens in Kosciuszko, Mississippi, where I was raised. It happens all over. Summer can be challenging and difficult, and so you try to navigate the best you can. And some are out on business, legit, vacation, and yet they can tune in or go back and watch it and kind of get a feel for what's going on. So there are legitimate reasons there are a few other reasons that I'll not list and that can be understandable to watch online. But there are reasons that I've heard for hanging out in your PJs and watching online that are not legit. Now, I'm not go through all of those. We believe that the Holy Spirit resides in us as a born-again believer And so what we need to do is let the Lord speak to us primarily about this based on his word and the conviction of the Holy Spirit. It's not what I think. It's not what Scott thinks. It's not what what Brother Phil thinks in his onesie. It's what God says in his word about what is the church and why is it important and why should we be plugged in. Let me tell you what basically it says when we come up with what I would say is excuses, are excuses. wrote this down. Jesus, basically a person is saying, Jesus gets my leftovers because I got better things to do. Hey, 
It's true. Our priorities are our priorities. And when something is a priority, we're going to make sure that it happens. A quick basic example, I make it a priority most days to eat lunch. And I can tell you, when we get through here and we leave, I'm eating something. Listen, spiritually speaking, our number one priority should be falling in love with Jesus and being a part of the church of Jesus Christ, which was his idea. And making sure, yes, that we have balance. Yes, that we have vacation every now and then. Yes, that we understand things happen and we raise kids. But we need to make sure that Christ and his church are a main priority, major priority for our daily lives. You say, well, you know, preacher, that was kind of a harsh statement. Well, let me give you this. And it just so happened, I love how this works out sometimes. I, I've already shared with you that one of my, well, my favorite preacher is Dr. Tony Evans, Dallas, Texas. I love Dr. Evans. I like to read his books. I like, I like his doctrine. I like his enthusiasm. I just am a big fan of Dr. Tony Evans. And so recently he was preaching on the church and how, it, how, how important it is. And this is what he said. Any Christian who has abandoned the church, has abandoned God. Then he went a little bit further. He said, any Christian who abandons the church has just kicked God to the curb. Now, that's really strong. I can't disagree with him. Yeah, it's in your face. But I can't disagree with him. So this should all make us pray, be contemplative, talk to the Lord. Lord, are my priorities in line at this season in my life? We're not talking about what they were five years ago, ten years ago. We're not talking about what they might be five, ten years ahead. I'm talking about we all need to say, God, have I drifted or did I drift during COVID-19 into some type of more lackadaisical involvement of the church? Help me know it. Speak to me. Now, the second major point is why attending with my family is best. Let me explain this. Obviously, we're talking about family of origin your mom, your dad, just your, your, your children, perhaps others. But we're talking also about the family of God. You see, what was, and I didn't, we didn't know all this was going to happen. What, 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 uh, I have never met Brian until today. But let me tell you what I saw when he was up here sharing. I saw that he loves you and that he cherishes those moments with you. Why? Because you were part of his family. So let me tell you, I identify with that because of some different churches I've served in. So I get it. We don't have to know each other. But I saw his love for you, which says a lot for you. As well as he and his family. But here's what can happen. Sometimes your mom and your dad 
and your siblings can beat you to heaven. But because they raised you in the church and they blessed you with a loving church family, not perfect, but a church family that helped encourage you and discipline you and have fun with you and sing with you and do all these different things, you always have a family because of the family of God. It's so important. I cannot imagine life without the family of God. So let's be reminded that it's not man's idea, it's God's idea. Two or three things here. Number one, Jesus instituted the church. Here's the text, Matthew 16, verse 18. There's others. I'll refer to some other texts, but here it is right here. And I tell you, Jesus saying to Simon Peter, I tell you that you... Peter and on this rock that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it he's saying not Simon Peter he's a man you can't build the church on a man you build the church on Jesus Christ he is our foundation he is our rock and he's saying Simon Peter this rock like truth of Jesus Christ on that I will build my church. Jesus is the cornerstone. We find this further in 1 Corinthians 3.11. For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus founded the church. It belongs to him. He could have established any other institution. Think about This is Jesus Fully God, fully man. He could have established another way, another institution. He could have begun some type of movement or left behind an entity. But he founded the church and he gave us our marching orders in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, which has always been what our church is about because we're connected to the Southern Baptist Convention and we make a great commotion about the Great Commission. Those are our marching orders. Secondly, the church knows your name and your need. We all have a name. And we all at different times have various needs. Sometimes they might be little. Sometimes they might grow big. Sometimes they might be in between. But there's no place like the family of God to help us with our needs There is a loneliness epidemic, especially since the pandemic. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that. You've heard of this. The number of suicides have skyrocketed. The number of people that have struggled with mental illness, primarily a lot of them because of loneliness and drifting into just being by themselves and having some fears to breaking out. It's catastrophic. The numbers are way up there, and we're still struggling with it. Loneliness. Some of us have had lonely times. Some people, you can be lonely and be surrounded by people if we're not willing to be vulnerable and open up ourselves. I I don't know about you, but I, I think of what it would be like as a believer to not have a church 
Here's a very simplistic illustration. Sometimes, and it breaks my heart because I'm a dog person just like some of you, sometimes I have seen on occasion it appears that someone had an older dog and instead of giving it away or putting it down or doing whatever, they just take it somewhere and let it go. I hate the thought of that. And you see that dog and they're just, they're lost. They don't have their owner. They're just out there trying to figure out what to do. Thank the Lord we have agencies and people out there that care enough to rescue those. But that's a picture, a very practical picture, because it gets our heart of a Christian without the church. I'm telling you, it's like wandering around, not knowing where to go, how to get help, and what to do. We need each other. Life can be difficult, and sometimes it can be lonely. Acts 4.32, the church was birthed in Acts, the Acts of the Holy Spirit, the Acts of the Apostle, the Acts of the church. It says, the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul. And no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. In other words, the church can help the church, the people from time to time. But two things have to happen. One, you have to show up regularly. And number two, you have to be vulnerable. I cannot imagine going through various trials without my church family. Especially since family members have passed as I've gotten older. And some of you can identify with that. But there's another reason. Someone needs you. Needs your help. Acts 40, 32 reveals that. Truth, they were available to help each other. And we have a number of one another's in the Bible. Pray for one another. Bless one another. Give for one another. On and on. It's for us, the church of Jesus Christ. In Hebrews 10, 25, it says this. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. But encourage one another as long as you see the day approaching. It says right there, don't forsake the assembling. When you can, be with your church, folks. Make Sunday morning a priority. Do other things if you can. But make sure you are engaged with your church. Because one of the reasons is it's not all about us but it's because of somebody else. And it may be you say just the right thing at just the right time on just the right day that can help somebody maybe in a way you ne- you'll never know. But God knows. And he knows you've been faithful in trying to help folks. When I think about vacation Bible school, when I think about children, 
you know, when you're a child, you don't necessarily have the opportunity or have the wherewithal to thank people because we're kids. Every year when I think of vacation Bible school, of course, I think of some, some adults that I probably gave a hard time as the preacher's kid. Kelly's down here looking at me like, look out. But I also think of a lady named Miss Martin. I always think of Miss Martin. I don't know how old I was. I guess I was 10-ish. She did a great job. I knew she loved me. And she cared. And she tolerated some of our foolishness. I know that may surprise you. Preacher's kids are supposed to be, you know. But sometimes we get rowdy too. And so I've always wanted to thank Miss Martin for tolerating me and putting up with me. I told her brother one time a few years ago, and I hope she got the word. But Miss Martin, she made a difference in my life. And then I think about Miss Matlock and Miss Rigby. They used to keep the nursery. I didn't thank them. I was a baby. I was a kid. But I remember their face. When I went back one time to do a revival there, I found Miss Rigby. Miss Matlock was in heaven, but I thank Miss Rigby. Then I also thought of one time right after we moved there, and I was probably five. I do not remember her name, but I remember her sweet face. To me, the facility was big, and I got lost, and I got away from my mom. So I was pretty distraught and this sweet lady came up to me and said how you need help finding your mom yes ma'am and she did and all these years later I can still see her sweet face helping me with what at the time was a big crisis now listen I could give you example after example of then in junior high or high school or college student or then going into youth ministry or then being a pastor at these different places and the way they've blessed my family in different ways. I cannot imagine life without the church. It's so important. But we've got to be here. And I know I may be preaching to the choir but maybe some folks will listen today or maybe you can share the word about how important every person is to the body of Christ because we're all different. We have different personalities. We have different gifts. We have different abilities and experiences, and God can use it all. Charles Spurgeon once said, give yourself to the church. You are not members of the church You that are members of the church have not found it perfect. Spurgeon said, and I hope that you feel almost glad that you have not. If I had never joined a church till I had found one that was perfect, I should never have joined one at all. And the moment I did join it, had I found one, I should have spoiled it. For it would not have been a perfect church after I had become a member of it still. Imperfect as it is, it is the dearest place on earth to us. Theme verse, VBS Psalm 25, 4. Make your ways known to me, Lord. Teach 
me your paths. Why? Because there's some twists and turns on our journey in the Christian life. We need him and we need the body of Christ. It's his idea and it's the best. This past week I visited a person in our area um, that's been in the hospital at St. Dominic's. So just like other staff and some of you, sometimes we drive to Jackson real quick within an hour. And most of you know, I've been here long enough to know that I don't know anything about a car. I get in my car, crank it, take off. If something goes wrong, we in trouble. But got my car. And even in my 2011 Mustang, there are these, there's these signals that come up speaking to me. Now, it doesn't talk to me yet, 2011, but it gives me these signals. So I'm driving, <clears throat> and on the way to St. Dominic's, this thing comes up there. I'm assuming it was talking to me. I was driving. It says, you got a low tire. Damn, oh, crud. I ain't got time for no low tire. Come on. So I just kept going. You know what? That thing stayed right there. You got a low tire. I'm thinking, I got to go see, I got to go see this person. I'm not messing with it. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm wobbly, but I'm still getting there. Besides, chances are I'll mess up the machine that puts air in your tire. I'll do something because I'm not good at that stuff. You can already ask some people. Yep, I have to stay in my lane. My wife knows it. She's amening down here. So I went and visited, got back in. You know what? You know what it said? Your tire's low. It would not leave me alone. So I pulled off. thought, okay, Lord help me. I'm going to do my best. I found one of those air things. You know, you got to, you can put, it's either air or vacuum. You know, you got those. I at least know that. And then you could put coins in there. You put your credit card in there. I at least know that. I had a bunch of coins in my Mustang 2011. Started throwing coins in there. Sure enough, I got the right amount. That's a major. Y'all think, well, sure. No, that's a major accomplishment for me. And so this thing comes on. Pick which one. Boom. Air. And so I went to the tire that seemed low. Sure enough. Supposed to be like 32. It was 22, and it said, leave it on there, and it'll beep. See, that's another fear I have. What if I blow this tire up? That'd be my luck. The whole car would blow up. East Haven, new pastor, gone to heaven because he blew up his car. You know, all these things come to my mind because it's just not my thing. But I'm telling you, I put, it beeped at the right time, 32. I put it up. I got back in the car. Guess what? It was a smooth ride all the way to Brookhaven. Sometimes in our spiritual life, a tire gets low. The church, part of our responsibility is to say to one another at the right time and the right way, hey, I miss you. Hey, I think you're getting off track. Hey, your spiritual tires are low. In Jesus' name, I love you. 
And then because of the church of Jesus Christ, we put just what we need, that spiritual air in that tire. And it's amazing. It's not perfect. We're going to still hit bumps in the road. But it's not as whoppy, y'all. And God helps us go a little bit further by his grace and keep on going. And we learn from it and we think, sometime I need to help my brother and sisters in Christ when they might get off track so their journey to heaven be a little bit more, be smoother because of God's grace. That's the church. And it's valuable. And it's God's idea. And I'm glad you're here today. So let's make sure that we never forget there's others out there that don't have a church family. We need to reach them by God's grace. And if you know somebody, maybe they like got real comfortable at home, do what you can in the right way at the right time to bless them, encourage them to come back. Dear God, thank you for our church family. Thank you that we have many opportunities ahead. Help us, Lord, when we get a little, little uh, out of whack, wappy-jawed, going in the wrong direction, go off in a ditch, ditch spiritually. God, help us to, to be filled with you and, and your people and to do the priorities that we need to do that are your priorities so we can have a smoother path on our journey to heaven and that we can help other people. Thank you, God, that the church is your idea. And thank you for East Haven. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to ask you to stand for our invitation. I'll be here along with other ministers. We have counselors that can talk to you about any decision you may have. We don't know all the answers, but we'll try to answer your questions if it's what it means to become a Christian. What does it mean to be born again? Do our best with God's word to help you know what that means. What does it mean to be a part of this church? We'll answer that. What does it mean? Whatever it might be, we're here to minister to the best of our ability to help you with what may be going on in your life right now.